Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. My Money Making Conversation interviews will encourage you to lead with your gifts and never use age as an excuse when planning your dreams. My next guest is an award-winning TV host slash celebrity chef slash best best-selling cookbook author, best known for numerous Food Network and cooking channel shows. Every time I see him on TV, I'm hungry. He's the host of New Soul Kitchen on Clio TV and is co-host on the best things I ever ate. I get mad every time I see him on that show on the cooking channel. The <laughs> best thing he just be and he just give description because he had that little southern drawl and he be like, like you know when he talks, it's like it's like the food dripping off his mouth even though he's not eating anything. He has one of those. There's that skill. New Soul Kitchen is preparing for its second season after winning three National Worlds Awards in its first season. The show is geared towards the black millennial woman because of their unique styles of eating food compared to their parents and older siblings. Despite all of the show's past success, it is changing this year. Chef Jannard will be a solo host this year. We will talk about the show's new direction and being more health conscious in the more health conscious manner for all of us today, especially in COVID-19. Please welcome to the show, the family chef, Chef Jannard Wells. Hello, hello. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thought I'd never finish that, man. Chef, is, 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 <laughs> you make that introduction sound so good. I was like, dang, is he talking about me or somebody else? <laughs> hey, Chef, he's like, okay, is, is, is my whole show interview in the intro? Is, is it the whole, is it the intro? That's all I want to know. Because I like, he can keep talking, but I do have some things I want to say. And let, let's, let's talk about that, what you're saying. We're, we're going to jump around a little bit, but I want to start first with what you just said about the show is geared towards the black millennial woman because their unique styles of eating food compared to their parents and older siblings. I have a daughter who's 24 and she loves the Food Network, watches it all the time, watches it all the time. And then now she's uh, like she, she was one of her favorite shows is that um, the worst cooks. Oh, she yeah. that. She, she couldn't believe I interviewed Ann Burrell. She couldn't. She could. Dad, you know her. You know her. See, she hadn't saw you. On TV. See, once because now she, I have an intern at my company now. So she gets to updates all the update all the media kits. So now uh -huh. she gonna see your photo. She gonna go, you know, Chef Janard Wells, too, because she know everybody. And so I know that really caught me off guard that. Here's a 24-year-old person who's watching the food channel and the cooking channel so much. Talk about that whole generation that is now, you know, more into like the self-help, do it myself, do it yourself. And you guys are, are, are supplying that. And that is the whole cornerstone of New Soul Kitchen. It, that is so true. And, and that's what's driving the, driving the bandwidth now. And, and, and it's funny you mentioned Chef Ann Burrell, which is a good friend of mine. Chef Ann Burrell is whom I did my first TV show with on Food Network uh, about 11 years ago. The name of the show was Chef Wanted with Ann Burrell, and they brought me to New York City and, and had me to take over the oldest steakhouse in, in New York City by the name of Old Homestead and gave me that restaurant for a night. Amazing experience. But now the way the way time, the way the market is going, it is, a, we, we're in a DIY or do-it-yourself society now right. where the millennial woman is driving that. Right. And, and one of the biggest things is, is 
They see what they go to restaurants and they eat great food. But then after they eat it, they want to go home and recreate it versus when uh, the people before us was going and they go in the restaurant and they eat great food. What they're saying is, I can't wait to go back to that restaurant. But the driving force that's watching TV now, when they go to the restaurants or they see it, they want to recreate that experience, not just for themselves, but for them, for their friends, because we're in this more innovative driving platform. And then, you know, even though the pandemic has been a big downside for a lot of people, it's been an upside for the food industry because people who were normally eating out and, and, and living for the weekend just to eat, we were quarantined at home and they had no choice but to cook. Or they was gonna be eating cold cuts and bologna every day. Absolutely. Now my daughter, like just yesterday, she uh she made some uh creamed spinach for me. I didn't even ask her to make mm. the cream spinach. And she, I said, what did you learn? Oh, I saw it on uh, the worst cook. Because, see, worst. See, <laughs> when, I'm she t- t- when she made me and say, try this, daddy. <laughs> right. Well, no, here's the thing about it. the worst cook really is inspiring a lot of people who can't cook. Because they get to see the, the progression. You know, a person who can't cook, making all the mistakes, suddenly at the end of the show, they can cook. And so. They can cook. In the- and it's not prefabricated. No, That's it's not. The it's not. And so I'm just letting you know that that we you know I'm, just, I'm talking about that. But, you know, we're talking about you no know, soul kitchen. But I'm just using my daughter as an example. I'm not trying to yeah. get away from the concept of who or what you're doing with your new show on Cleto TV. I'm just using the example of that you're talking about millennial. My daughter's a millennial. So she is that person that you're talking about on a Cleo TV, your Cleo TV show, New Soul Kitchen, that is now driving the digital, driving the social force of your show now let me ask you this about new soul kitchen did it start out like that was that the original concept yeah that was the original concept with new soul kitchen um we just we just as you know with cleo tv it was a new network when it when it launched two years ago and it really blossomed and took off it took off faster than what we realized it was and and the thing was we knew it was a need the network knew it was a need for this while they created it but we didn't realize that the need was going to take off the way it did. You mm-hmm. know, even with season one of New Soul Kitchen, the way it was where it was initially set up, it was me, um, a, a southern chef that was cooking American cuisine fair, and they paired me with a vegan chef because they knew veganism was big in the millennial culture. Mm-hmm. So what they did was going into season two, which will be, which season two will be airing in October. And I'm so happy I was had the ability to film season two literally days before the pandemic shut down New York. Wow. I was on I was on the first thing smoking out of there. But the way season two is gonna be set up is, of course, me as the sole host, but I have four amazing young women that have expertise in different fields that are going to be joining me through the 16 episodes. Um, One young lady specializes in veganism. Another one specializes in the African diaspora. Mm -hmm. Another one specializes in keto. And then another one specializes in seafood pescatarian. So we touch on all of those areas. So you get to experience, the viewer get to experience these different cuisines. And what I do is instead of just cooking how I typically would cook, I step into their culture and their world and I create meals that are comparable to go just along with them. So 
you have, as we call it, the yin and the yang. You get the best of both worlds with this new season. Now, the cool thing is, Rashad, New Soul Kitchen did so well, and we won we won several awards, three Kelly Awards, where I also had the benefit now of having a second show. So I have a second show that'll be airing this coming year, which is New Soul Kitchen Remix. And that show is geared toward the millennial woman or man that wants to create great meals on the fly. So if you're looking for, to learn how to cook a meal in 30 minutes or less, right. I'm your man. So so that, so that's what you do on that show. You go in there and show yeah. them how to quick a, a quick meal. Now, when does that air? That airs when? That was New Soul Kitchen Remix is going to be later on later on this year after New Soul Kitchen right. Season 2 starts, which right. New Soul Kitchen Season 2 starts in October. So, but we hadn't had got the release date for New Soul Kitchen uh, Remix just yet. So where will you be shooting that, that remix show at? Well, I'd be shooting it at Rochelle and I Damn. already shot it. I look wow. I went to I went to New I went to New York for <laughs> Powerhouse Productions and, and I shot twenty eight episodes in eight days. Okay, you did it like Tyler Perry. Now. You know, Tyler Perry's shooting <laughs> series, you know, 25 episodes in a week, you know. So if Tyler Perry can do it, you know you can do it for a cooking show. Hey, I said, why not? I was like an energizer bunny. Just wind me up and just let me go. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it now, what period? Now, let's let's slow it down here so I can make sure I'm getting all the, all the information correct. Now, the New Souls Kitchen Show was shot right bef- in New York City right before the pandemic shut down, right? That was Correct. 16 episodes, four different female chefs, millennial chefs are going to coin with four different styles. of a, And yeah. then you're going to match their cooking styles based on how you present stuff, right? Correct. So, which is really smart. Not saying that the host that was there last year, actually, you she just, all she could do was vegan. So this year you, you start with a vegan, but you got the African diocese. Then you have the what the quino you said, and then the seafood. Yep. So those are four. Diff- so it maintains the interest a lot stronger and allows the people not to think it's the same old, same old. Because guess what? Not everybody's into veganism. You're right. That's not nothing negative. You're right. But not everybody. No, it's, it's nothing negative because you don't have to be into veganism to eat veganism. As I always tell people, anytime you get your plate, you always gonna have your meat in two sides. So you eat vegan food without eating vegan right, food. Right, you right, right. Just wash right. it down with a little protein. Like, like that, wash it down with some meat. meat. Like me, that's me. You know, I, I'm gonna have some meat in my collard greens. I'm gonna have it. Now. So I might have some vegan looking greens, but it's some meat dancing in that in that sauce. That sauce there. Now, now, Chef, we, we've been knowing each other a long time. We we came together back in 2017, and I've been yes. fortunate to watch your journey as an entrepreneur and watch you grow and, and really sow your knowledge into me because you're you're an icon in in this game, and and I really just Really just thank you for, for, you know, all the knowledge that you take time to sow into me, you know, on and off the camera. Well, I appreciate it because, you know, I really call you the family chef. You have a beautiful wife. You have a yep. large family. And uh, so you get a, you get a, it gives you an opportunity to practice. <laughs> yeah. It's Those a, are my worst critics. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so when you go away to do a show like uh, Clio TV, 
Okay. And uh, this is, I like to say, because we've always talked about you doing your own show and it kind of feels like the Clio TV is finally giving you your leverage to be your own brand. How is the the relationship of building out your brand and tying to a show like New Soul Kitchen helping out your other entrepreneurial opportunities? Because I've seen you on Rachel Ray, uh, you know, you getting dropped, you know, you can DM'd and sliding in on the Maoris, you know, you you everywhere now, which is good, with your little hat on back. <laughs> yes, yes, I always take my hat on back. You know, it's, it's really opening up the doors. Cleo has really opened up the doors to give me a voice and a platform. Right. And what they did was, when, when, when I, when I came to Cleo and we became a family instead of smothering out the light that I had from doing the shows for countless years with Food Network and Cooking Channel, they allowed me to use that knowledge to blossom into who and what I desired and what I wanted to see. Right. You know, that was one of the most amazing things that I really love, especially we're dealing with the execs at Clio and the the, the producers with, with Powerhouse Production is, they gave me a voice and it was, Chef Janai, what do you envision? What do you see? What do you want to see with this show? And gave me more footing. So, and you know, it's something about when, you know, you could do shows and you go and you show up and they just give you the dialogue and tell you, okay, this is what we want and nothing's wrong with that. But it's something about when they ask you, what do you want to see? What do you desire? How do you per- perceive your image? It gives you a, 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 an extra oomph about what you're doing and being a part of it. And by doing that, it really helped me just truly, this year has truly been a growing year, growing into who I am. But also it allowed other networks, other shows like Rachel Ray Cooking Channel to see that, hey, this man there, even though we've had this man on here for 10 years, this man really has something, and this man is really showing us that, hey, the kids in life, as I always say, you persevere regardless of what the circumstances are. And sometimes it takes other people seeing you blossom to appreciate the rose. Now, here's the interesting thing about it is that, and I appreciate the compliments about what you said about me because I really just feel that um, that's my value to individuals like you is not I don't have to manage you to be able to advise you. I don't have to manage you to be able to tell you this is a smart decision and this is uh, encourage you to move forward with that decision. Because in the end, you know, if I die with information that can make you better then that I've done a disservice to my life. And more importantly, I've done a, I've done a disservice to the person who has asked me for advice. And so you're going to always get that advice, young man. And uh, as I call him, a.k.a. the family chef. Now, here's the thing I want to talk about right here. You was talking about millennials being health conscious. I'm reading your bio here about the show New Soul Kitchen, which is on Clio TV. My, my daughter, she's been making these uh, red velvet uh, donuts with uh, with white icing on them. You know, and I'm trying to figure out, you said millennials are wanting more health conscious food options. Now, I'm trying to figure out, is red velvet donuts with white icing health conscious? <laughs> well, it's depending on how many bites you take out of it. <laughs> well, I'm just going to tell you this. 
Jeff Janard, I've been eating two a day for five days in a row. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, uh, I, I hope there are many donuts. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know how I eat. Come on now. <laughs> if, it, if it was I, many donuts, I, I, I it'd be a, six. I see the Rashawn eat post, so I know how you get down. <laughs> and so and, I'm and just right kind of confused. Now, I may have a different oh, man, millennial out there. I may have a different millennial out there. See, and see, the thing is, like you said, with, with the millennial, they truly do believe in, hey, I can have my cake and eat it too, along with everything else. Right. But what they do is they have they have active lifestyles. Right. And also, if you notice, though, the typical millennial, when you see them, they don't overindulge um, like the Gen, Gen X's did. You you see them eating donuts, you see them eating, taking advantage of all their guilty pleasures, and then you'll cut another corner and you'll see them sitting eating eating a kale salad. You know, it is because I, maybe it's because of of the way society has started to gear things and the way they see it. Right. They look at food differently. Right. And the food that they desire to put in their bodies is different. You see them more so on, oh, I'm cooking with, with wheat flour. I'm using whole grain this. I'm farm to table. You know, their selection of food, they don't, the millennials now, they don't typically gravitate towards the processed food like the generations prior to them. And that's one of the things which allows them to eat what they eat. You know, when we think about it, Rashawn, our, our grandparents and our great-grandparents, they ate what they want when they wanted it. Right. From, from the fat bag, the rooter to the tutor, you name it, they ate it, and they lived long life. Right. So what's the difference now? If the difference is, is what's being put in a lot of the food. Right. So when you become health conscious on, okay, I can eat this, but let me figure out what's in it before I eat it, so I know how much to eat or how or when to eat it or how to cook it. And that changes it. Where we don't cook a lot with, with lard and, and cooking oils, you'll see, you'll see the millennials gravitating towards avocado oil, olive oil, grapeseed oil. And it's those minor, minute things that changes their whole diet and how their body breaks down the food. Wow. Now, I'm talking to uh, Chef Jannard Wells, the family chef. He is shows, he's coming back for the second season. He's the solo chef. I can, I can say he's the solo chef, but he got four uh, new additional millennial. Are they millennial yeah. chefs that, that, that's coming yes, on the show? Yes, they are. I have four amazing ladies that's on the show with me. Mm -hmm. Man, we're kicking some butt and having some fun. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I, I can tell you this on the show. I'm eating everything. They, they got me eating everything from macro eyes. All the way, all the way down the, the cocoa for garlic. <laughs> Woo! Making it happen. But you, you know, here's here's the funny thing. Because ever if you know anything about Rashawn, I'm a baker. I've been fortunate to win awards as a baker. If you follow my social media posts, you will know on Tuesdays and Friday I recognize bakers throughout America called the Baker Spotlight. Now, the one thing mm -hmm. about baking, you make a mistake in baking, well, you might well just throw it away. Because you yeah, can't fix it. Yeah, that's chemistry right there. You, you cannot fix it. That's why a friend of mine, he emailed me last night. He said, do you listen to jazz when you bake? I go, man, I can't. I don't listen to nothing. You can't, you can't be out of your mind not focused when you're baking. When it says a teaspoon or a smidge or a peach, it best not be more than what it said it's supposed to be. Oh, it's done. And so my wife, she was making gumbo yesterday. Mm. 
She makes you know the crab meat. The, mm-hmm. she, she dipes stuff the on creek. I got a little organic garden now in the backyard, so my tomatoes came <laughs> fresh out of the backyard. You know, she was chopping that up, putting it in there, and then she came and tapped me on the show. We had sausage and all that stuff, and she had the sausage in there with her roux, and she said, "I don't think mm-hmm. the roux is right." So I went over and tasted. I'm gonna tell you something, Chef. You know, it was not right. Okay, was not right. Oh wow, was not right. Yeah. Was not right. Was okay. not right. So, so I said. Okay. She said, "What should I do?" I said, "Okay, this is what you do. Drain all your stuff out of that root. Okay, just drain it all out. Find mm-hmm. you some, um, some, um, some, just some, um, some, some chicken, um, chicken broth in the back. The, you know, mm-hmm. always keep that in the container. And I said, mm-hmm. "Give me a. This is what I said now. Give me Chef Gennard seasoning right here. Give me this. Give me that. And give me uh, Tony." Tony season, that little green, that little yeah. green container. I said, that's all uh, we need right now. I said, oh I said, I said, she said, can I put a couple of uh, cornstalk? I said, yeah, you can bring on Argo. Get Argo in here. Get Argo in here. Yeah. I said, I said, put that 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 stock in here, that chicken stock, that chicken. It up, yeah. And then I said, put it half water. Put everything back in there. Put a dash of uh, Chef Janard season in there. Put me some Tony in there, and brother. It was outstanding. So you can save food, but you can't save a bad, messed up cake. <laughs> no, it ain't nothing you can do with a do with a messed up cake. If, if you got the chemistry wrong when it comes to it, you in trouble. Right. Now, one of the things that it, you know you mentioned about bacon, mm-hmm. that scale that you got is something else that you use the the perfect bacon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. Now that seemed like that would keep you from that. That's almost like foolproof. It's almost like foolproof, but you still gotta, you know, because dings. If you miss the ding, because you listen to some music, okay? Because it, 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 it right, right. You know that groove and, it, and miss it when it said ding, okay? Because that's when it lets you know that it's hit that correct measurement right, right weight, uh, 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 yeah. feeling in that cup. And so that's how it goes like that. But when I when I, I just say this to this transition to the fact that I I use your season. How is that all? going the seasoning you you had the hand sanitizer working during COVID-19 you're an entrepreneur at heart how are your other entrepreneurial things besides the fact that you physically are cooking on shows you physically are doing appearances on Rachel Ray on your Instagram account you're doing paid virtual appearances how's the entrepreneurial side of you and how did you pivot during the pandemic Oh man, during the pandemic, I, you know, at first I was I was a little worried when it, when it first kicked off, but I tell you, I've been nothing but blessed. The manufacturing business truly just took off, you know, from all my seasonal products because a lot of people didn't didn't and still don't want to leave the home as much and don't want to go to a lot of grocery stores. So with the products that I create with Hulk Cuisine. They are, you know, all natural products, low in sodium, no MSGs, no fructose corn syrups. So the sales did more than quadruple, right. you know, and and where we had we had to ramp up production just to be able to keep up with it and satisfy the demand, which was most certainly a good problem to have. You know, during the course of that, I even launched, launched some new products in the process where I have an amazing lemon pepper ranch that I say that that's great on everything. The kids truly love that one. And what I did was, because we are millennial driven, 
is I started leaning on my kids, my, my, my 18 and 19 year olds and my younger ones. I started leaning on them, on their taste buds. What are some of the things that they like? What are some of the things that their friends eat? And I started creating products based around that that would meet the need of them, but then still satisfy our taste buds and what we like. Because I always, you know, I learned this years ago was that having the shows and having that platform was one thing, but that platform don't mean anything if you don't have some true products and true things that you can attach to your brand, even when you're not on TV. And that's important because that's called multiple streams of income. And yeah. and also uh, some people call it mailbox money where you sleeping check yeah. comes and because in the oh, end yeah. in the end you can't be up making money all the time off your physical back your effort to wake up and you have to walk out that door to uh, make labor and that's how everybody makes their money they go to a nine to five and but when you get in there and then God giving is giving you these extra skill sets you have to learn how to be how to be smart and that's all you're saying right now you're just you just start out that multitasking like like I said I got you I got you your, your red and white bottle that, that that hand sanitizer that every time you put mm-hmm. it up you sell out on it you, I know your family <laughs> your family's your, and that's a family business because I know you put it all together at your house right I, I did, I did. Now we do have a, you know, I do have a commercial kitchen mm-hmm. that we produce the vast majority of our right. part products in. Mm-hmm. But when the pandemic first hit and we couldn't go out the house, right? Shoot, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to convert a space in the house, and we had to continue to to keep producing here to satisfy the demand. Because even though I'm not the big companies like Crafts and McCormick's. I still have to satisfy my customers, and I couldn't put. Hey, we're closed down, and a lot of lot of these other bigger manufacturers, like my bottle suppliers and stuff like that. I was getting. It came to a point where we were getting outbidded on products because right. bigger companies was coming in buying up the products, and you know, and I had to start really voicing my opinion from my company standpoint. Like, hey, but I've been dealing with you guys for ten years. You guys gonna have to give me some kind of favor and some kind of leeway because I gotta survive just as well as the the major companies. And and that led into them making sure that I had the ingredients, making sure that I had a lot of the packaging utensils that I needed to continue to get these products shipped out to the people because then also we launched the CERP, we launched the uh no high fructose corn CERP. Oh yes, um, yes, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got that. Man, yeah. I got boy. I put that my daughter made some again. My daughter, she's watching TV. You know, okay, watching <laughs> millennial. The millennial made me some thin uh, waffles, some thin waffles, mm. and oh, yeah. um, I warmed up that, warmed up that syrup, brother. Put it on there, man. With me some butter. I'm going to let you know. I forgot to tell you that I, that I, 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 I apologize. I did try <laughs> no, that syrup, and it's all gone. It's oh, all well, gone. Look, I'm, I'm going to have to make sure I see some of that. And as well as in the process, we've launched a chopping board. I have some bamboo chopping boards. I'm going I'm to make sure I see a bamboo chopping board. And I have a new light knife line that we just launched about two weeks ago. So I have my own volcanic steel knife. Mm. Um, the Chef Jannard line. Because one of the things, and I always tell people, you know, I'm in... Food. So whenever I'm launching or creating products, 
I try to keep it in that same wheelhouse because a lot of people say, well, how are you doing all this? You're doing TV shows, you're this, and you're doing that. Well, when you keep it all this diversified from that same wheelhouse, it's easy to maintain. So if I write a cookbook, hey, I'm a chef on TV, so cookbooks go, to, go hand in hand. If I lunch products, I'm lunching food products. That still ties in if I'm lunching knives, if I'm lunching chopping boards. Things like that are still in my wheelhouse. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm going out here, I'm, I'm a chef, and I'm promoting this, and then you, you see me pop up, and I say, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to open up a car locker, y'all. Right. Like, okay. You're being <laughs> off the plane a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You go, okay. Wasn't he the chef? Wasn't he with the family chef? No, he the family mechanic yeah. now? He the family exactly. mechanic now? Now I'm selling family, family van. <laughs> right, right. He's a family van now. Oh, hey, hey, man. Come over here. I feed you and I drive you. Let you drive away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm talking to the family chef, Chef Bernard Wells. Has an exciting new season coming up. New new Soul Kitchen bringing on four brand new millennial shelves. Uh, also, the New Soul Kitchen we remix, which he, both shows have already been shot. One is 16 mm-hmm. episodes. The other one, did you say 28 episodes? 12. 12, 12 episodes. 12, 12 episodes, episodes of the remix and mm-hmm. 16 episodes, a total of 28. That's where I got that 28 from. Yep. And so they'll be mm-hmm. dropping later on in the season. And so with that being said, the, the the whole pandemic, the the taking care of your family, seeing all these things play out. Just before we go, I know I promoted heavily the New Soul Kitchen show. Tell me one of your best episodes on the best thing you ever ate. Please close out my show oh. with one of those, so I can just hear how you talk there, Chef Jannard. Well, so I can just so you're such a colorful speaker. Tell me, I'm just giving you time to get that right episode in your head. Oh, oh, oh the best you, thing you, you ever you, ate. Give me time. I already know the, the the episode. The name of the restaurant is called Homemade, and home Homemade is in Athens, Georgia. They has a uh, have a dish that's called the ham and cheese sandwich, but it's not like ham and cheese in a traditional sense. What they do is they take that that pork loin and they smoke it until it fall apart into little chunks. After they smoke it with that hickory wood, then they take a pepper jelly, put it in a cast iron skillet, drop those chunks a pork in there, sauteed where that pepper jelly is glazing all over that loin. And when they're doing it, then they're going to make a pimento cheese from scratch. And once they make that pimento cheese from scratch, then they make these milk rolls, these milk butter rolls that melt in your mouth almost like how those Hawaiian yeast rolls, except you could tell these right here made from scratch. And when it comes out on the plate, you got those sauteed pepper jelly slices of that pork loin ham, that pimento cheese, and those milk rolls, and you build those sandwiches out in every bite. I tell you, it's like heaven in your mouth. You you literally get the itis at the table and want to go to sleep. When you see it on the media, it says ham and cheese sandwich, but it's nothing like the ham and cheese sandwich in the traditional sense. Man. Right there, when I open my new studio, we gonna, me and you going to produce a show called Mmm Good. And I'm just going <laughs> to let you just talk about a menu item just like that. I swear to you, Chef Jannard Well, it's going to be a hit. My engineer, he looked over at me, just, he turned his head and just looked at me and went, man, he needs to stop. 
because you got a skill, man. You have a, you know, a blessed family, a beautiful wife, twenty over 20 years yeah. of marriage. New Soul yeah. Kitchen is coming back this season for the second season, starring my man, the family chef, Chef Jannard Wells. Chef Jannard Wells, thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversations. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. If you want to hear more episodes of Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.